and welcome to mini episode 200 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have three spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 7th of September 2022. And story number one comes from Georgina. A few years back, my family and I decided to holiday in Scotland. I was in my second year of university at the time and home for the summer. We often travel to Scotland as my mum is from Glasgow. So we have a connection to the country. This year we decided to do something a little different and split two weeks across two holiday homes. For the second week my dad came across a small castle which could be rented out. Naturally we were so overjoyed at this lucky find, a 16th century medieval tower castle, very traditionally Scottish and picturesque and the perfect setting for a holiday. We were so excited for the trip and were joined by my grandparents and my best friend from uni for part of the week. When we arrived, we were thrilled by this unique place we were to call home for a week. It was complete with a central stone spiral staircase, ramparts, a huge fireplace in the great hall-turned living room and so on. The thought of ghosts admittedly crossed my mind, but after a completely peaceful first few days there, I assumed the castle was just a castle, no spookiness hiding within those thick stone walls. I was very wrong. It started one night when we were watching TV in the living room on the first floor. Being a tower castle, the layout was fairly simple. A kitchen on the ground floor with a low barrel ceiling, living room on the first floor, main bedroom and a small bathroom on the second, and the final two bedrooms squeezed into the top floor with a door leading out to the ramparts. All of this connected by a winding central stone staircase which spiralled up like the spine of the building. Thus far, the night was normal. But it started, as many ghost stories do, with a strange banging noise. It seemed to come from downstairs. A sharp sound which rattled up the stairwell and into the living room. Immediately all three of us noticed the strange noise. It almost sounded like the pots downstairs were crashing together and not at all like the normal house noises you'd hear. Perhaps they had fallen. We were initially optimistic. Eventually my dad went downstairs to check. The castle had one entrance, a sturdy wooden door, complete with all the bolts and locks you'd expect from a building designed to keep intruders out. No chance that a small creature might have slipped in while our evening stretched out upstairs. Typically my dad found nothing out of the ordinary in the kitchen, so he returned to the living room and we brushed it off as nothing. But the noises continued, clear and loud. All three of us could hear it. I wouldn't say I was scared, but I will admit that even before this incident, the kitchen had a certain energy, one of those, I feel like I'm being watched type feelings. After those noises, I avoided being there alone as much as I could. We experienced noises from downstairs throughout the week, varying in intensity, but in a way we got used to it, and that in itself didn't scare us in the end. The next strange occurrence took place not long after and only affected my mum. One day, she was violently ill. In itself, not an unusual thing, but it was the suddenness and extreme nature of it, not to mention the fact that nobody else was affected even though we all ate the same food. For a whole day, my mum had to be bedridden, being violently sick, and the next day she stayed home to recover, while the rest of us set out for the day. Although she admits that she felt uneasy being in the castle alone and spent most of the day in the garden instead. Eventually, we finished our holiday and returned home. 
The rest of the time passed with no more notable activity other than continued banging noises, but it created a definite sense of unease. It wasn't until we returned home that we learned a number of our party had been keeping something very secret. My dad isn't a superstitious person. He's never been the type to go in for ghost stories and he's the first person to admit that he doesn't really believe in that sort of thing. Additionally, he's not the kind of person to make things up or admit that he might have seen something strange unless he truly believed it. And so, when my parents and I were reminiscing about our potential ghostly noises at the castle months later, my mum and I were surprised when he admitted that he had seen something strange. All that time he had kept it to himself, worried that by telling us he'd creep everyone out and ruin the happy atmosphere of the holiday. One night, we'd been sitting at the dining table, located in that very kitchen, eating a roast dinner. It had been a really pleasant evening. Early on in the trip with lots of chatter, good food and that eager excitement you get at the start of your holiday. My mum, my grandparents and I were sat on either side of the long antique table and my dad sat at the head. Therefore his seat happened to be the only one facing the doorway which led to that central staircase. As he tells it, his eye was drawn to that doorway by a movement. Standing there was a shadowy figure. No face, no real detail but clearly female from the outline of a floating skirt. Shortly after noticing this figure, my dad says she turned and slowly floated up the spiral staircase and into the heart of the castle. He recalls feeling a little shocked by what he had just seen and trying not to make any obvious expression that something had just occurred. It all felt a bit too weird and unexplainable that he thought it was best to say nothing at the time. When I heard this, it all clicked into place. The noises, the figure, my mum's strange and sudden illness. Was this all the result of this woman? A shadowy figure forever haunting her grand home in rural Scotland. Part of me wishes I could find out more about who she is, when she died, if others have seen her. But unfortunately, the castle is no longer a holiday home following the Covid pandemic. I just hope whoever owns it now is looking after it for her sake. If you are listening to this and you've been wondering whether or not you should go to Scotland or you've been looking for a reason... Take this as your sign. Scotland is amazing. It is magical. It's it's honestly like something from a fairy tale. And I just love it so much. I love Scotland. And I love that Scotland, like Ireland, is dotted with like old castles, really old buildings, old stone buildings, just all over the place. And to be honest, Georgina, that sounds like a pretty epic family holiday to go and stay in a castle in Scotland. I mean, that's just amazing. And I do think it was kind of inevitable that something was going to happen. Those castles have been there for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years and they've seen so much history and often so much fighting and violence and bloodshed. And who knows what the history of that castle is, really. And I do love it when the sceptics of the story are the ones that have the experience because it kind of does add a certain validity to the story, you know. But what I would do if I were in your position is I would write to the owners of the castle. So presumably your, your family would probably still have the address of the castle, So I'd write a little letter and be like, look, you know, weird things have happened while I've been here. Can you point me to the direction of the original owners or do you have any stories about the place? Because I'd be dying to find out as well. And story number two comes from Shannon. When I was younger, between the ages of three and six, my mum said I used to always sit on the third bottom step of the stairs in our house and just talk to myself. I can remember sitting on the stairs, but I can never remember what I was talking about or who I was talking to. 
I remember falling asleep on the step a couple of times and waking up either on the sofa or in my bed where my parents had moved me. Basically, I used to be able to tell my mom things about her family or her childhood, things I should never have known, obviously as a four-year-old. Around this time, my mom went to a medium with her sisters. The medium was able to tell her the person I was talking to on the stairs was her mother, my grandmother. My mom said her blood went cold because she never told the medium about this and never really talked about it because she just thought it was an imaginary friend and the things I was telling her about her childhood, etc., she just thought it was creepy. She never put the two things together. My grandmother died four years before I was born due to ill health. I never met her. The medium said my grandmother was just looking out for me. My mom said she came home after the medium and asked me if I talked to somebody on the stairs and I said yes. She asked me to describe this person and I told her in detail what my grandmother was wearing, her glasses, the way she had her hair, etc. I can remember the next part so vividly. She then asked me did my grandmother have wings and I got so upset. I literally remember having a breakdown over the question and I don't know why. That was the last time we really spoke of it. Fast forward to when I was around five years old and we were at my uncle's wedding. I can always remember saying these things but I can never remember seeing them. I remember turning to my mom in the church and asking her who the lady in the wheelchair was who was up at the altar beside my uncle. My mom knew straight away it was my grandmother as she was in a wheelchair for the last few days of her life. She was just there on her youngest son's wedding day. Cute. The pictures and videos from the church all show a little light or orb on the altar beside my uncle getting married. That was the last thing I remember of my grandmother. But here's another story that creeps me out to this day and I was around seven at the time. My mom's youngest sister, my godmother, was getting married. She asked my mom could she have my grandmother's engagement ring to wear on her wedding day but my mother or nobody else in the family could find it. For months the whole family were searching for this ring around their houses and no one could find it. Nobody remembered who had it last. One night after going to see Finding Nemo in the cinema with my godmother we came back to my house. Her and my mom were sitting in the kitchen having a chat and tea talking about the upcoming wedding. Still nobody had found the ring. I was in the living room with my sisters and my dad and next of all we heard some rustling and a ping. It came from the fireplace. My dad went to see what it was that had fallen on the floor because my sister was still crawling so he didn't want her picking it up. It was my grandmother's ring. The one that everyone was searching for. It just fell out of the fireplace weeks before the wedding. I have chills writing this because I'll never forget the look on everyone's faces. My godmother started to cry. My mom was straight on the phone ringing everyone, telling them what had just happened. My godmother actually told my mom she didn't want to wear it after that, but she did in the end. I do love when we get stories where mediums are involved, but they are really accurate. Because I feel like people often think that I am really anti-mediums, because I do slag them off sometimes, especially when they're involved in a main episode story. And I know there's lots of mediums listening, so I do love when there's a story where the medium is involved in some way and they say something really accurate that they shouldn't have had any knowledge of. And is it like we've said that children are just more open to these things so therefore lost loved ones can, can come back and chitter chatter to children and children become their link to communicating with the world of the living. And that story about the ring, that is so weird that at that moment it falls out of the chimney I mean, look, maybe somebody put it in the chimney for safekeeping. I mean, I don't know why you would. 
But I know there are people who store things in the chimney, especially if they don't use the fire, whatever, whatever reason. So it was what it was what stored in the chimney and then it happened to fall out at that moment. But nobody remembered it being stored in the chimney. That's so odd. And at that moment as well to fall out of the chimney, like it could have fallen out at any point, but it fell out at a point when everyone was in the sitting room. I'd be ringing, I'd be on the phone straight away ringing everyone too. And story number three comes from Liv. One of the most haunted and notorious places in Athens, Ohio is the Ridges Asylum. There are so many hauntings there and being there in person it's very intimidating. Not many people have heard of this place but the stories are endless. There are three different graveyards that sit just out back of the asylum, many with no names, just numbers. On this particular night three years ago, my brother and I and a few of our friends were messing around the graveyards armed with an EVP detector and a ghost box. My brother was walking around the graves with the EVP, not getting much from it. I had taken it all as a joke and was being sarcastic when I asked, would you like to talk to me? And that's when the EVP started going off like crazy. My brother handed me the device and told me to ask questions. I walked around a little sketched out, but I was able to figure out a few things. I asked if this was a person who died there and the device went off. I asked if they were cremated, it went off again. I asked if they were a soldier and once again I got a response. We proceeded down the hill of graves to where there were sightings of a woman in white that would walk amongst the graves. We turned on the spirit box and my brother asked if anyone was here with us. A couple of minutes went by and a woman's voice came through saying, He is near. We all looked at each other confused and my brother asked, Who is near? And within a split second, a man's voice came through yelling, Get out. We packed up very quickly and on our way out, everyone went to the left of the graves where I was getting responses only earlier that night. I had went to the right. And when I'd gotten next to the grave of the spirit I'd been talking to, I felt like something had grabbed my ankle. And I felt the ground so hard it knocked the wind out of me. I just remembered looking up the hill to all my friends and my brothers running to me. Since that night, I've actually had dreams of a soldier, the most recent one just three days ago, and he told me he knew me in my dream and I woke up. I have so many other stories that I could tell, as well as the paranormal has been part of my life since my teenage years. I also urge you to look more into the ridges in Athens, as it is very interesting, along with the Moonville Tunnel just 40 minutes away from the asylum. Also, fun fact... All the cemeteries in Athens, Ohio form a pentagram that you can see on maps. I would never mess with anything in an old asylum. No way, not a hope in hell. The Rages Asylum is uh, somewhere that is on my list to do a full episode about. So keep an ear out for it, it will be here at some point soon. It does freak me out when spirit boxes and EVP stuff seem to have intelligent responses and even saying intelligent responses makes me think of Zach Bagans but you know when you ask a question the answer is actually really direct and really accurate to the question that was asked it does give me a little bit of shivers I have to say and if you were my friend and you fell on the running out of this spooky haunted asylum I have to say I think I'd leave you there I'd be like just keep going she's a lost cause we loved her while she was here now she's now she leave her to, leave her to the to the dead and the ghosts and the demons. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Georgina, Shannon and Liv for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 7th of September 2022. If you would like to submit a story, you can do so by emailing it to Podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for extra content, you can sign up to patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.